In our first reading today from Exodus, we hear a pretty unique idea, the idea of being chosen. Now God says, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, you shall be a holy nation. In this moment, as the story of Exodus is told, this is when God chooses the Israelites. This idea of God's chosen people, right here in this passage from Exodus. Now, a little bit of context here to bring us to this point of Sinai is that way back, generations earlier, centuries earlier, God asked Abraham to move from his home somewhere he had never been. Now, that kind of move was significant at that time. This is not like when you graduate from college and you have to put a few years in New York, New York before you come back to Dallas. It's not that kind of move. This kind of move would put Abraham at risk. When you leave your home, you're leaving your people. You are potentially putting at risk your entire inheritance because you do not have land that you can pass on to someone else. This puts Abraham and potentially all of his descendants at risk forever, and yet Abraham goes. And now generations later, centuries later, having been in Egypt in slavery, the Israelites have been brought out of Egypt, and now they are there at the foot of Mount Sinai, and they have been given a new command. And in giving that new commandment, God says, you will be my chosen people. God called the Israelites into a new way of being, chosen to be a holy nation set apart from others. Now being chosen sounds pretty good. It probably feels pretty good. We certainly all know that feeling in some way or the other. Just this past week, I was talking to some of our teens about college admissions, and the conversation veered into athletic recruitment. We talked about how common it is to announce whenever a high school athlete gets an offer from a college, how much they announce that on social platforms and everything. And it's only the offer. It's not the actual selection of the school. The offer itself is pushed out all over because feeling chosen, being chosen, means a lot. And if the athlete has multiple offers, well then you get that day when you get to make the choice. And it's very commonplace now when you might have a high school athlete sit in front of a table with a bunch of hats from different schools where they've received the offer and they kind of fake it out until they pick the hat of the school they chose and put it on their head. This kind of experience plays to the idea that chosenness is something that feels really good. We like this. We like to feel special and unique because we are chosen. Being chosen is celebrated. Now there's good news in today's story from Exodus. The Israelites were chosen because they are unique. After all they've been through, I am certain it felt good. After generations in slavery, they were finally called, seen, named by God to be something special. But that chosenness came with a little responsibility. You see, it was not only that they were special. There was this nice if-then statement that God pops right in there. If you obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be my treasured people. The people understood that God wasn't just giving away his preference without any responsibility or without anything in return. No, they believed that God's preference 
God's grace, God's chosenness, was dependent on them following the rules, staying on the rails, so to speak, between the boundaries of the law. Now we have this idea in Exodus, and let's jump to the gospel. In the gospel, we hear a slightly different kind of good news from Jesus. Now a lot happens in today's gospel passage from Matthew. Jesus is moving around, he's curing the sick, he's drawing crowds, he's teaching, he's called his 12 disciples, and he's given them power and authority to go out in the world to call and to speak and to heal in his name. Now Jesus has chosen disciples to go out and make more disciples who will make more disciples. Jesus has started a ball rolling that has rolled through the century right to today, right to us, right here in this church. Each of us in this room, each one of us in this room who wishes to be part of Jesus's discipleship can choose to be a follower of Jesus. Every person in this room receives the good news that Jesus tells his first disciples to go out into the world and to help spread his name and do amazing things for the people. Not just because they have followed the letter of the law and stayed on the rails, but because God chooses them. Jesus goes on in today's gospel to say, you received without payment, now give without payment. Jesus sends them out to be disciples, to make disciples just because he chose them. Now you see, chosenness is something special. But as Jesus warns his disciples, chosenness comes with a burden. Being chosen is great, but being chosen means that your life will change and your life will no longer just be yours. Jesus continues his charge to his disciples by saying, I'm sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. Beware, for you will be dragged and flogged before governors and kings because of me. But do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for it's not you who will speak, but the spirit of the Father speaking through you. And those who endure to the end will be saved. Now, chosenness sounds good, but I'm not entirely sure about this whole dragged and flogged before kings business. You see, we have been created by God. We have been called by God, and that call means that we have to commit ourselves to some kind of life that no longer simply belongs to us. Chosenness is an idea that takes a while to sink in because chosenness means that we will face a lot of threats and trouble and problems in the world. And so today's not gonna be the only day we speak of chosenness. We'll continue this next week as the gospel continues in Matthew. But for us today, it's enough to consider that we, each one of us are called. We, each one of us are chosen by God to be one of Jesus's disciples. We are unique and we are loved as we are. But that chosenness to be a disciple means that we are called to go through a particular path of life that will be difficult. We will hit walls. We will be tripped up by judgment. We will be hurt by those who feel threatened by the gospel. When we choose to follow Jesus, we make a choice for love over hate. We choose justice over prejudice. We choose peace over discord and we will hit everything the world can throw at us because that's not really what the world wishes to be. 
Accepting our chosenness will force us into uncomfortable conversations and conflict with even family and friends. And many of us will turn away from our security for the sake of the gospel. And when we make that kind of commitment, when we choose to turn away from the things that the world says are most important, that, that is when we fulfill the call of Christ in our life. When we turn toward the love, when we shine light in the darkest places, that, that is when we put on the responsibility of being chosen. That's when we become part of God's transformative power in the world. Today we are reminded once again that we have inherited the call to be chosen to go into the world different than we were yesterday. Today we are called one more time to say yes to Jesus again and to make our lives signs of Christ's love in the world beyond these walls. Today, we get a chance to say yes again. And I pray that all of us have the courage to turn away from what the world says we are supposed to be, to turn toward who Christ has chosen us to be. Amen.